over the last couple of years. Scottish goods exports grown at twice the rate of the rest of the UK. So we're, I think we're on a good path, but we recognise there's an awful lot more to do. Hi and welcome, but a particularly warm welcome to our podcast today to Minister Ivan McKee, who is a member of Scottish Parliament and Minister for Business, Trade, Tourism and Enterprise. And he's joining me here today as part of the Scottish Export Index um, developed by UMI, but being delivered in partnership with some absolutely extraordinary organisations who are really, really excited, like us, to celebrate the exporting success across Scotland. Now, um, good afternoon, Minister. Good afternoon. Hi there. Thanks ever so much for joining us. Um, before we get kind of stuck into the subject matter today, which is all about um, uh, Scottish businesses and uh, exporting opportunities and the importance of that. Um, I thought it would be really, really great to hear a little bit more about you first, because it's fair to say you've got a fair few air miles under your belt. Uh, you've spent quite a lot of time, I think, in manufacturing across in Scandinavia and Eastern Europe, etc. So it's, it's fair to say that in addition to the air miles, you'll know one or two things about exporting. So tell us a little bit about that, if you don't mind. Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I look into politics. I got elected for the first time in 2016. And prior to that, I had a 30-year career, as you say, in manufacturing and much of that international. So yeah, I've worked and lived in a, a range of different countries, done uh, consultancy when I had my own consultancy business in many of those countries and owned and ran businesses um, uh, globally as well. So as you say, I did a fair few air miles in my time and um, very aware of a whole range of uh, export markets from bitter experience at the sharp end for good and bad. Indeed. And I bet uh, for those of us that have travelled around the world uh, in a business capacity, I find you always collect really, really interesting stories. So there's never a dull moment over dinner. I bet you've got one or two of those as well. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, quite a few things have, uh, have happened over the years. Um, and it's been uh, quite an interesting um, interesting time in my life. It was, it was really, really thoroughly enjoyable. And um, as I say, the best part really is you get to meet all kinds of uh, interesting people from different cultures, understand the business culture and uh, what's important to them and having to adjust your approach to be able to deal in different markets. is always a real, real education, but honestly, a, a pleasure as well. Brilliant. So really, really important experience, I guess, for your um, role today uh, as a minister. But how did how did you get into that? What what uh, motivated you to make the transition from being in business to moving into a political role? Well, I'd always been interested in politics uh, and I dabbled uh, earlier in my life when I was a student and so on and, and various different political activity. Um, but it's something that kind of took a bit of a backseat when I was um, working uh, running businesses, um, but I got involved through the independence referendum in 2014 and the run-up to that because I got to a point in my career where thankfully some deals had gone well and I, I was in a position where I had some some choices as to what I wanted to do next and uh, this came along just at the right time because it was something I could get involved in. I was hugely interested in it uh, and I looked at it through a business lens and came to the conclusion that Independent Scotland was a very um, a great opportunity for, for the country and for its businesses. Uh, so I got involved in that campaign and when that finished, I um, took the decision to uh, 
get involved in full-time politics because my thought was you'll only get this chance once and if you do it and don't like it you can always go and do something else but if you don't do it you'll regret not having grasped the opportunity so it's been a an interesting road it's a very different world politics compared to uh, to be to business as you as you'll know um in many ups and downs but to be honest um for the most part i've thoroughly enjoyed it brilliant and um i guess importantly then uh in speaking about the world and the the differences in it the um you are approaching this role with, as I say, vast amounts of experience of indeed operating in international markets yourself. But let's talk a little bit, if it's okay for a moment, around what you think um, or how important you think it is to attaining growth um, for the Scottish economy that that is achieved through um, exporting. It's fundamentally critical. I was the first um, trade minister that the, the Scottish government appointed with that specific remit back in 2018. And that was a real signal that the Scottish uh, government recognised the importance of internationalising our economy, both in terms of trade and exports, but also in terms of uh, inward investment. Now, Scotland has a very, uh, a very strong record in, in improving performance year on year as well. Um, so the, the recognition that to be successful, to access the best technologies and the best people and deal with the best companies and um, give scope and scale to your own indigenous manufacturing, um, the export is absolutely the route to do that. It's very well understood in the Scottish Government and our approach to economic policy more widely. Yeah, interesting. And and indeed, you referenced there 2018. And in the last uh, Scottish Export Index, I think, um, well, not the last one, but the one that was run in 2018, the uh, turnover of those businesses associated to exporting was £520 million, which is quite an extraordinary sum. What are you expecting to see from, from this time round? Oh, we'll see what the, what, what the numbers say. But if we, we track exports in total, from across all of Scotland's uh, Scotland's economy, um, and excluding oil and gas, interestingly, we, we, we treat that separately. But when we look at the the onshore um, exports, if you like, uh, our export plan that we published back in uh, 2019, now um, we set ourselves a target to increase by five percentage points exports as a share of GDP. Um, which is uh, a significant ask, but something we're, we're hugely focused on. Um, and we're seeing, we're seeing good progress. If you look, um, despite the, the challenges of COVID and, of course, of Brexit, we, our data shows over the last couple of years, Scottish goods exports grown at twice the rate of the rest of the UK. So we're, we're, we're encouraged by that, and we've got a real clarity on the strategy, what markets we're focused on, what sectors we're supporting, how we work with different types and sizes of businesses to tailor our support for them and how we use our global network and all its various guises to, to help leverage additional uh, export opportunities. So we're, I think, on a good a good path, but we recognise there's an awful lot more to do. Well, it certainly sounds like there's some uh, extraordinary businesses to be uh, celebrated in there, and I'll look forward to to seeing the results and, and smashing that that figure this time round. Mm. You mentioned there about um, sectors and the type of uh, businesses and what kind of markets potentially present the, the greatest opportunities to, for Scotland to be internationally competitive. Can you expand on that and talk to us a little yeah, bit absolutely. about specifics? 
Now, we've clearly got some traditional sectors that are very strong, food and drink, for example, and uh, and others. But if you look at emerging sectors like the, the life science sector, which has gone from strength to strength uh, as part of Scotland's economy, and that sits on top of real expertise in our universities and a lot of great startup and scale-up businesses, energy and renewable energy in particular is, is coming on very strongly, and we see tremendous opportunities there. We've just published our um, sector export plan for renewable energy. Uh, which uh, the industry has uh, worked with us to put to put together, um, and then other sectors that are, that are that are coming through the space sector is a real um, kind of hidden jewel in the crown of Scotland's um, economy and export potential. Um, uh, satellite exports, for example, is something that we're we're seeing going from strength to strength, um, and then also in services and in data and technology um, and digital. Scotland's got some fabulous businesses that are doing 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 great. Tech, uh, Great, great export work. So across all of that, I think we've got some real, some real great um, opportunities on sectors. We're, we're taking an approach of working with businesses to help them understand what markets are best for them. So we analyse where we should have our footprint, um, and we've got our kind of top uh, um, list of companies that we, we uh, countries that we um, we've got footprint in. Um, and that is where we see the most opportunity. But then we work with individual businesses to help them understand for their products where they are best focused. Uh, and I think businesses benefit from that because very often they'll go into this with an assumption about where they should be looking, but the data might tell them something different. So we're very focused on that. And also the way we've segmented out the, um, the business base, and we did this quite scientifically in the export plan. We've got five tiers of businesses ranging from the very big players who, frankly, um, don't need our help much except on trade policy aspects, right down to the smaller businesses that focus mainly on e-commerce opportunities, um, and then other businesses where we see um, uh, that have some scope and scale within the Scottish or UK markets, but haven't really looked at export markets, um, and working with them to give them a, um, a start there has been hugely valuable. So as we say, we segment the, the business base, and each of those cohorts, if you like, has got a different approach in terms of how we um, we, we align our resources to uh, to help them exploit export markets. Interesting, and, and indeed, some really, really exciting uh, sectors in there, and emerging sectors and themes, uh, particularly, you know, the stuff that's going on in Scotland around renewable energies, etc. I think uh, that's that is particularly on a global scale, a really exciting one to watch. Now, I guess possibly applying some of your own personal experience, but certainly that in in the position that you hold now, um, what. What barriers do you think are in place for businesses to get on the first kind of rung in Scotland to exporting? And there's a few things that have been mentioned uh, to us in some of the work that we've been doing thus far about particular skills that are, are needed um, and people skill based skills that, you know, to, that are needed to get into exporting. What, what are your thoughts on that? It's a good question. And I think there's a whole range of things and it, it does vary depending on the type of business. Um, the the complexity and the barriers that have been put in place through Brexit have been hugely damaging. And I was visiting a food and drink business this morning, and that was one of the biggest issues, just um, getting the right paperwork in place. And if something isn't the paperwork isn't quite right, stuff ending up get, not getting to the customer and, and, and having to be, uh, in, in the worst case, uh, destroyed, etc. So it's, it's usually problematic and damaging. Um, businesses have found workarounds around it, but that doesn't take away from the fundamental 
problems there. Um, so I think that's probably the, the, the one of the biggest issues. There's then an issue about um, businesses, almost an attitudinal thing about um, uh, understanding what export potential they've got and, and feeling brave enough, if you like, to take the plunge into that market because it is difficult. I mean, I ended up, when I was in business, almost exporting by accident because you end up working with various companies and before you know it, you're selling to, uh, to, to to their branches internationally. But for businesses that are looking at it and making a decision to, to buy a flight ticket to somewhere and start talking to people, there's quite a lot in that. So supporting them with that is important. The skills piece you mentioned is, is, is uh, hugely important as well. Um, businesses in general are suffering from skill shortages. It's something we are very focused on working with them on. But when you go into the export space, particularly with the Brexit being in play, the skills for people to understand um, how to do the paperwork, how to access markets, how uh, logistics and, and, and exporting works and, and what you need to do to, uh, to, to make sure everything happens um, are, are obviously very much in, in short supply. And again, that's something we've been focused on understanding so we can do what we can working with partners to, uh, to, to see what can be done to supply more individuals with those skills into, into the market. Yeah, and one of one of those uh, a great example of one of those partnerships, I think, is um, Scotland House, and mm. how that brings together a range of uh, partners and experts from across the Scottish infrastructure. And it's of course, you know, it's both a physical location in London where Scottish businesses can go and uh, collaborate with one another, but potentially meet future um, uh, export customers uh, and overseas clients so you know the point you make there about taking the leap of faith and spending the money to get on the plane and into the market and so on and so forth I think Scotland House is a great example of where it's attempting to bring the markets closer to home so the barriers to that the potential emotional you know barriers or, or fiscal risks are, are much reduced and I think often as well, it's about hanging out with like-minded businesses. And one of the things that I found in exporting is the opportunities that come on the back of other people's distribution networks. So one of the things that we hope will come from the the um, publishing the index again is that businesses will talk to businesses and you'll get that peer-to-peer interaction going on where there's complementary distribution chains and so on and so forth. Absolutely true. Um, and example, if you look at the food and drink sector, for example, that the whiskey um, exporters have obviously been doing this for a long time, hundreds of years in, in some cases, and have got well-trodden paths to market. But um, smaller food producers or other producers of Scottish products that can piggyback on their routes to market is, is a channel that we've been, uh, we've been focused on. And of course, that helps everybody because it helps broaden out the offer for uh, the whiskey products as well into, into more uh, Scottish products. So, so that's that, that's clear. Scotland House, as you identified, is a very um, uh, helpful stepping stone um, Scotland House in London, um, but we also have a similar um, Scotland House in Brussels as well, which is, which is, which is really important. Um, and then further afield with our SDI, Scottish Development International um, network of offices globally, um, and the teams that work there are really experts on local markets. The trade missions were run um, to different markets, either to, to be part of um, uh, trade shows or, or separate to that. And then um, I'll be in Poland in um, a couple of weeks 
and that's coinciding with a, a trade mission from Edinburgh Chamber of Commerce that, that we support as well. Um, so that's a fairly broad, and there are there are many of those trade missions happening on an annual basis. But it's also worth mentioning our Global Scott Network, which is a real um, asset we have. So we've now grown that network to about 1,200 individuals based in international markets, um, business people or others who have a, a, a connection with Scotland, or Scottish, or, or, or have a very strong connection with Scotland, and commit to spending time to support businesses um, who are looking to export. So being able to put a, a Scottish business who hasn't been out in the road um, much in contact with somebody in market who knows the market very well, and at least just can have a conversation over a cup of coffee about the potential, the networks you to talk to, pitfalls, etc. It's hugely valuable. The Global Scots are very um, keen to share that expertise and knowledge and build their networks, and the businesses find that hugely valuable. Um, so we work hard to make those connections and, frankly, just let them go on and have the, the conversation, which um, is really, really important um, part of the, uh, the process. Brilliant. And, and I actually think that is a, is a great place for us to wrap up because it really sums up perfectly what I think is an incredibly energetic um, and passionate ecosystem that you, that's operating in Scotland to not only, you know, celebrate and, and um, exploit the successes of existing exporters, but getting more people thinking about it and using those people who are already doing some tremendous stuff to support those who are just getting off out of the starting blocks for the first time. So um, it's been great to talk to you. Um, re really interesting. And as I say, I think exciting times uh, for Scottish businesses that are exporting, but even more exciting for those that are perhaps just thinking about it at the moment. Thanks very Thank much you very much. Time. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you.